0: Hello, guys. Welcome to the Bullish on Jiu Jitsu podcast by B One Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, hosted by Professor Bruce and Coach Joe. Coach Joe, how are you doing today? Good. Um, Finished training and getting ready for the holidays. Excellent. Are you are you in charge of uh, cooking the Christmas meal this year?
1: <laughs> I think yeah. We do a we we host we host every uh, Christmas Eve, and then we go to our parents' um, Christmas Day.
0: Okay. So does your uh, so does the main party happen on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day for you
1: yeah, guys? It's kind of split between both. Oh, okay. So we have like my wife's family at our house, and then the next day it's like my family. But, you know, we're getting smaller and smaller because, um, you know, kids are getting older, you know, family. It used to be a big a big deal, like more more kids and stuff like that, but now we're all adults. And sometimes people, they do their own thing and that
0: kind of stuff. Go
1: out of town, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it's good times. So how about you?
0: Um, I mean, for us, so we're a young family. My son's, you know, still fairly young. Um, every year's been a little bit different, you know. So it's just kind of, it's kind of, it's whose side of the family calls out first and says, "Hey, we're having, we're having a get together, uh, for Christmas." Mm-hmm. And we usually do like a Christmas Eve thing, um, and then Christmas Day is more for um either you're visiting the other side of the family if you didn't get to them on the first day or it's more for recovering lounging around a little bit yeah opening you know, presents for the kids uh, but we like to keep it mellow we like to keep them mellow. i think it is important to you know to obviously see the extended family but um i think you know especially for me you know my, the one thing i look forward to is you know the little guys opening up their presents, and you know this year is my my younger son Uh, he's a year and a half now, so he knows what's going on. Right. So he'll be able to, and I'll be able to watch him open up his presence. (laughs) And hopefully it's not too much. Yeah. I mean, we were talking
1: how, you know, like, like gifts, I I couldn't really, if they get me something, that's cool, you know, whatever. But it's like, I'm not like telling him, you know, or looking out for anything or expecting anything because you're, you know, we, yeah we're, we're men. We don't, we just get what we want. And if we, if you want it, just order it on Amazon or whatever you want. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel like if you're if you're a guy, because like yeah. when I feel like I'm put on the spot when you know my wife asks, "Well, what do you want for Christmas or for your birthday?" I'm mm-hmm. like, at that point, yeah, I don't know what I want because <laughs> there's a good chance I've already bought it. And if something does come to mind, yeah, we order it right away. Um, so I mean, before we started this, Evelyn had sent me a uh, a TikTok of yeah. a couple with a wife. I think she just got sick of asking what her husband wanted for right. Christmas, so she just bought him everything she wanted for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think, that's a lot funnier.
1: But when I yeah, I saw the video; it's funny. That's but I
0: think watching watching the guy's reaction, like, "Oh, this is this so nice? What do you put it in?" And it's a vase, It's a flower vase. Um, you know, I'm like, "Oh man, I could totally see this happening. I'd, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'd be okay with it." Because honestly, you know, it's like it's more stressful for me to think of what i want than just you know being able to get people something you know (laughs) i I
1: got i got a i got a technique i do with my wife um like weeks before the holidays we'll go shopping and look around and i'll watch what she grabs and maybe she'll put in the cart or maybe she'll just hold it and like oh i like this oh we'll get it next time you know "Ah, maybe not whatever well i'll take a mental note like okay i gotta come here tomorrow (laughs) and try to get this thing (laughs) or whatever it is and i one time i she wanted this purse, she liked it, I was like, Oh, I'll just get it tomorrow, I'll surprise her for Christmas. But then I went to the store, I was a little late and it was gone, so I was yeah. like, Oh so I yeah, don't know, so sometimes it works out.
0: Evelyn she does the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but she'll she'll send she'll give me hints about two months out. You know, and that's it took me how long it took me to actually pick up on it because for the longest time like I was just completely over my head like oh I I would like you know I'd like to get this so I like oh okay cool yeah. you know <laughs> go for it <laughs> it's a cool little looking purse or whatever you know right. and then when it came time to buy your stuff I'd be like you know I'd be like driving out to Lululemon or any of those stores <laughs> yeah. just picking up what I thought looked nice yeah. and she'd, I'd bring it home and she'd be like well I, I already have this Right. right so but we're getting better at it I think yeah. every year I learned
1: early, like, I think when I was just started dating her, I bought her some clothes. Like, oh, is her nice? Is she, what just wasn't her? And I was like, okay, I could never do this ever again. Yeah, no, that was like more yeah. than 20 years ago. So I never bought her clothes. <laughs> it's always something, but right. go like out of your, you know, what your taste is. Everyone's taste is different because you might think something's cool, but, you know, everyone, especially girls, you know, like, I'm not going to wear that. So, yeah, you might as well just give them a shopping spree or give them a gift card or something like that. Make life easier.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. But uh, as far as Jiu-Jitsu goes, how's, how was your how was your week of training? What, what did we pick up from, from this week?
1: What I picked up this week was you got to drink a lot of water. Because <laughs> <laughs> the older you get, um, I actually got a cramp. I was telling the guys, I was I was getting cramps on the bottom of my feet, which is weird. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought that And before. I got a cramp on my shin, like a shin cramp. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to extend and and i've never gotten a shin cramp i didn't even i was telling you i don't even think there was a muscle there yeah <laughs> you know it's like so like when do you use that but i i, I know i was dehydrated th- th- during the middle of the week i was just not drinking enough water and d- noticed it but I, I trained anyhow um but i rehydrated and today was a good session and we had a lot of guys here today so that was awesome i think you know it was yeah really i think good.
0: everyone getting ready for the holidays it's, yeah. it's a good way i mean it cause it puts you in a happy spirits so All if right. you do have some last minute shopping to do or you know, maybe you're going to see a, uh, a cousin or brother that you had a falling out with the previous season. <laughs> so awkward. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this year, you know, if you guys are able to, you know, with a little jiu out of the way, <laughs> yeah. you know, you'll be in a little bit, you know, happier spirits to hopefully avoid any yeah. family drama at the dinner table, right? Yeah.
1: Um, definitely lowers your stress levels after a session like this, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one thing that I had. Uh, that I was approached about was you know, I had a a student who was having, I want to say a difficult time, but I think, you know, I, I shared with him, I said, you know, I won't name him, but I said to him, I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, you've been training for six years, possibly going on to seven. I'm like, you know, your opinion matters, right? right? So if somebody who is asking, referring, you know, asking about jujitsu, the benefits of jujitsu, how this can benefit you outside of here, I'm like, you've been living this for the past six, seven years. I'm like, you are very qualified to share with this person what they can, what they can accomplish with jujitsu outside of the gym, right? Or outside Mm -hmm. of the academy. I'm like, but you have to own, own that, like really deliver that with confidence. Right. Um, you know, and that the reason I bring that up because it's something that, you know, is going to help attract that person that maybe is still on the fence about, about doing jujitsu. And, you know, from my experience, there's not a lot of things out there that people will do for more than six months, right? And as you progress, you know, as you progress, have, you know, hobby related activities, as you progress, there's a big fallout. Yeah, you know. So for somebody to be with us, to be on the mat, to be energetic six, seven years down the road, you know, that I think sometimes we take for granted. Like yeah, we, we're pretty, we're pretty knowledgeable. Right. In that, and I think we have enough. You know, as um, ambassadors of the sport, mm-hmm. of the martial art, you know, I think we have. A duty to share that, you know, with people who are interested yeah. in 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 the martial art itself. Um, anything you want to add to that? John? Yeah,
1: I mean, um, like, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it myself. Like, I go, I'll go to the gym. I got my routine. You know, I'll do it and lift some weights and, and some cardio. But you kind of like sometimes you do something and you just do enough to say like, oh, I went to the gym for an hour and a half. I'm good. You know but sometimes I don't think you're putting, you know, maximum effort, but like, you know, in jujitsu, you have to like, the better you get, you have to kind of, you, your skills are improving. You have to kind of keep up. And that's why I think it's like, you could, you, you'd you progress and there's no way you're not getting better. You know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. And when in, in, in working out, you could kind of just lack off. You have no, no one is like, Oh, this week you got to lift more weights, and the next week your treadmills got to be like, you have to run two miles. You could just be like, I'm just going to do this, and that's that.
0: But you can't just be a white belt forever. You know, yeah. you
1: can't, you got to, you're going to learn and, and train, you know.
0: But here too, like, you know, especially if you're having one of those off days, um, you have no choice but to put in effort because if you don't put in effort, you're going to have a rough day on the mat, right? If you just want to come in here and go through the motions, you're planning on even doing just uh, the specific training, which is very mellow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, like I share with our class, it's kind of our way to finish warming up, right? Right. So for if some you're... people,
1: <laughs> for some people, it's
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I think everybody it clicks. To, it clicks with people at a certain time. I'll, I keep I'll repeat it every class yeah. until it clicks with the entire class. Um, but uh, even there, like if you if you're not focused or giving or putting forth a good effort, you will have a hard time. And that in itself will create that good habit because now anything that you do, you're almost uncomfortable just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm leaving today and I am going to go wash my car, right. Like I'm going to wash my car with good effort. I'm not just going to wash it and have half of it be full of dirt and say, ah, that's all right. Right. You know, I'm not feeling it today. I I you know, I'm hungry. I've, i had a long day at Jiu Jitsu. No, like you, when you do something, mm-hmm. you know, after you've created this, you've honed this habit in Jiu Jitsu for X amount of months, X amount of years, you know, I, anything you do outside of here, you know, if you're, a, if you're remodeling your basement, you know, you're going to put some effort into, into that remodel, into that drywall, into right. that ceiling, that flooring, whatever it is you do. Um, you know, so that's something that, you know, we can share with people. Like, how is this going to influence me? If I want my son, daughter myself to be to have better habits to have um you know better work ethic to have skills that are going to help them achieve the next level and whatever their 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 endeavor is at the time Mm -hmm. have it be in a personal uh in a career oriented situation Uh, i think jujitsu that's one of the biggest things it could do for you. It mm. it changes that habit. Sometimes somebody has to point it out for you, or to you, excuse me. Um, you know, I have plenty of students here that started out as white belts, that, you know, maybe I share four or five details on the mat that day, for a certain technique, and they're only doing two or three. I'm like, oh, this will work. You know, I only did half the technique. Yeah, <laughs> right. It'll work. It'll be fine, right? Well, Jiu-Jitsu will teach you in a few minutes no. that, you know, if you really are serious about getting that guard pass or getting that submission, getting that choke, um, getting to that dominant position, like you have to, you have to hit five out of five points. And I think for the average person training twice a week, you you can, we can retain five details of information, right? Mm -hmm. So um, bad, do it, do that week in and week out. And I think you start to see a big, that's where the confidence comes in, you know, along with the work ethic, the discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very contagious, and that's what i i want to share with you know with people whenever you're doubting yourself or maybe you maybe you're somebody that's listening today and you're just like man you're just having a hard time you know piecing monday through friday together right maybe your monday's great your tuesday's good you fell off the cliff on wednesday thursday was shaky you're barely making it into the wind weekend on friday like what can you do differently in your routine or your weekly you know your your daily or your weekly routine to connect the dots right to make you know monday through friday be on point mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah and, and a lot of times just doing doing something like you know Jiu Jitsu. We talk about um and and you know being consistent and stuff like that will we'll, your other aspects of your life will you'll you'll realize you know like i can't you know i could you know maybe be a better worker be a better husband be a better you know student that kind of thing because it's all you realize like yeah just i have to put effort into it i got to try i got to be consistent and it'll happen you know you really can't just slack off um in jujitsu without you know and, and get any results so
0: and it makes you i think i feel like it makes you aware of other things in your life like for me you know we just we talked about today like one of the biggest things for me now at my age I'm 36 I just turned 36 is you know I'm paying a, a lot of attention to my recovery and my sleep because I'm like you know I can't I can't deliver the best of myself on the mat to my students if I am not taking care of myself right mm-hmm. that, I think and the two biggest things that I see with with people sometimes struggling to get onto the mat or whatever is you know is our sleep you know, so I think investing if you're going to invest in, in bettering your yourself, invest in something as, as easy as eating good quality food, making sure you're getting your rest. Cause that's something that you can do. I mean, like talk to investment. The only thing you're investing is that time, Yeah. you know, holding yourself accountable. If you need to be bed, in bed by 10 to make sure that you get your eight hours, do that consistently for x amount of time right you start to see it i mean even myself you know i'm tracking that that information now so just having um you know having that uh those extra those those few days that i've been keeping an eye on there's been eye-opening you know
1: yeah i, I don't want to do that because i'll realize how poor my sleep habits are because <laughs> i yeah. know they are they're really but you, bad. and you
0: see i mean this is one thing um you see how deeply correlated sleep is to your overall health. Um, right.
1: Yeah. I got to do it along with diet. It's like tracking your diet and yeah. you write everything down. You're like, yeah. Oh my God. And then you're
0: like, Oh wow. Like I really, you know, I didn't realize this had this many calories, yeah. but like, yeah. For, I mean, for me, it's just to be able to have more energy to, to keep up with my kids at home and then at the same time for me to have the energy to be on the mat. Cause you know, for those of you that don't know, like I'm here six days a week morning and evening time I mean Mm -hmm. on Monday we have classes early at 6 a.m and if you come in I'll be here right I think that's something that's that stands out that's special about our academy um but with that being said that does take a lot more energy out of out of me as an instructor so but it can be done it's just I have to hold myself accountable I'm tracking these these you know these things such as my diet and my sleep but right now my focus is my sleep all right. My sleep to make sure. And I've noticed it already this past couple of days. You know, I, I feel more energetic at the end of the night. You know, sometimes if you teach five classes in a row, you know, anybody who's, who's been in my shoes before that's, that's done something similar. You know how it can be not as much physically demanding on the body, but on the mind, you yeah. know, and I think that's worse. Cause if you're physically tired, you know, you can say it, you can have a seat, you can lay back, you can rest, you can ice your elbow your quad whatever muscle group hurts but the mind that's yeah, different like that can't... one it's like you have to learn how to how to disconnect for a little bit uh from whatever standpoint whatever you're um you know maybe just being away from the phone being away from a screen Looks like getting to bed early will really help with that um with that mental focus or you know, right. Letting that muscle relax.
1: I think these, these, uh, the phones, especially it's like I'll, I'll lay in bed and I'll look at my phone and I, I, you know, it's like kind of a time waster, but you know, I should be sleeping at that point, but just kind of like,
0: Oh, and that's what's right, going I mean, on here? And then, yeah. Like, you know, but have you noticed, I mean, notice how much more tired you feel after scrolling for five or 10 minutes? It's yeah. like, you feel like you, I don't, for me, I feel like I, I feel it in my temples. I feel it in <laughs> I feel it in my head. Yeah, it's 100% not good for you. It's that, it's that, almost like that mind fog, I guess you could say. You know, maybe maybe it gets you a little bit irritable. So, I mean, maybe that's something that as a group we'll take from this episode is um, cutting, you know, (laughs) cutting down on screen time. Right. Yeah. Um, I I was
1: thinking about myself, like, maybe I should just like try to do it without my phone for like a whole day and see how it is. Or, I mean, we did it for how many years? I did it for, no, 30, 40 years without a phone. Right. But, yeah it's just different times now, you know, it's like communicating, but i I, I sometimes do think like, yeah I'm on this phone too much. I wonder what it would be like to go back and not and not' Cause some and I'm bad, but I know the kids these days, especially are yeah they they're never they're always on their phone, you know yeah it's just, no, and
0: it's it's important. I mean even myself, I try to keep unless I'm like having to put something off for social media, I try to keep my cell phone in the back room because if I catch myself even using it on the break the mind fog comes back. I feel mm. like I'm not as sharp when it comes out, when it comes to the teaching the following class, which is very important because it's like, if I have 30 plus students on the mat, have 30 plus youth students, that's even more challenging because I have to keep their focus. Oh my God, focus. yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I, can't right? even yeah, I mean, so. I've,
1: I've been to your kids' classes and it's great, but there's a lot of kids. I mean, yeah. and some are not, you know, some are just a lot of energy right yeah a lot that's, of that's energy a easy, that's and, a nice way to say it and that's,
0: i i have to be focused because you know parents bring me their children to help them focus to understand why it's important to focus so if i can't do it that's cool you know um it's going to be very hard to to, to deliver that that I knowledge think, to
1: them i think um it's interesting seeing your your kids now coming into the adult class you know um there are some i see them you know uh, who've been here like you know we started like Seven years ago, six years ago
0: and Yeah.
1: And now they're now here then now they're in the adult class. So that's pretty cool. It's gonna be pretty interesting down there. Yeah, now
0: we have a couple our teens class has actually been which, you know, is the most challenging out of all the youth out of all the groups, it's the most challenging to build because when you know, kids start to get to that 13 14 even twelve years of age, there's so many more activities that are open to them, right? They're able to focus longer. So now, you know, there's a, a sport for every season now that sport has, you know, they'll pick, you know, little Billy or, or, you know, or Lily or whatnot. And they'll say, Hey, you know, you're, you know, you're really good at this gymnastics. Like we'd love to bring you into this expert program. So, you know, so there's a lot of, so now that, that requires more attention, you know, for that and, and what clubs and clubs, all the year. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, so overall the reason, so, you know, the reason I bring it up, it's like, it is, um, I think, in my opinion, it's um, it, it is a good indicator of a strong program if we can if you can keep teens out of you know. In my opinion, the toughest group to to keep focused, not because they don't enjoy it, but because they just have so many options. Right. You know, so many options. You know, there's so many clubs out there that are looking for that specific you know student mm-hmm. uh, for their own program. You know, uh, you, know you have you can you're at that age now where you can possibly master a musical instrument you got clubs at school so on and so forth so it's hard you know even for a parent you have to you know you're bringing a student from a to b to c to place d uh you know so for us to be able to have these kids training year after year Mm -hmm. and keeping that focus I mean, it's incredible. And it's, I think it's going to just level up the playing field in jujitsu. Right. Uh, you know, I have today, uh, I was teaching a private and, you know, Jack Bayshore came in and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's younger. He's been right. with us for many years, but he's, I asked him, I'm like, how tall are you, man? And he's like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm five foot, probably over five foot now. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, you know, at five foot, like he can, he has the size to move around with adults right maybe not the strength yet mm-hmm. but the kid wrestles year-round so that strength will be there if not here shortly like it's right around the corner
1: right right
0: you know so that experience i mean once we get a little bit more maturity in them i mean you know with their athletic ability like i said it's really gonna kind of bring the game up just the, just the playing field really gonna get gonna get raised when it comes to jiu-jitsu so i mean for guys like you and i joe i think we, you know that's our, we should, we need to, we need to stay on top of our A game because we're going to have some, Yeah. You know? I always
1: joke around when I, when I talk to the parents with the kids, I'm like, when your kid is like an adult, man, I'm probably just going to coach. I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be kind of, cause they've been doing it for as long as we have, but they're young and now they're strong and, and they're only going to get stronger. And,
0: and that's props, that's props to the parents as well, because yeah, it sure. does take, you know, and you're, you know, yeah. you're a father here whose yeah. son trains you. That's a commitment. You know for our team especially for you know we're back referring to our teens group to bring them in week in and week out mm-hmm. you know and being encouraging um being supportive right. you know not only supporting your son but supporting our daughter but supporting the program mm-hmm. um I, I tell you know i think it's a three-way it kind of goes three ways right it's you know we're working with the student but we're also working with the parent and the parents working with us and the student so it's kind of that triad, that right. that that breeds the success for, for these younger students, right? And
1: and, and I, I I I I know a lot of parents, and I mean this is just like this is my personal opinion. Like, a lot of parents will put their kids in sports, and then they'll you know they'll maybe say they they like basketball and they play basketball, but you know the parents are like five feet seven, right? And mm-hmm. you're you're gonna get to a point like, the kid could have all the skills in the world, but there's just physical. Uh, you know gifts that they don't have that's going to prevent them from going like I've seen really good kids who don't play high school basketball because they just aren't that big you know? yeah they're not tall yeah they're not tall enough they're not strong enough whatever but a sport like jiu-jitsu you could keep through middle school through high school and in college and keep on doing it and it's something that man if you have skills as a you know a 20 year old kid who has like you know a lot of skill in jiu-jitsu that's that's you couldn't really ask for it I mean it, Kids play sports, but you know, you get to a certain level like, all right, you could, you, you played basketball, you played baseball, or did some other stuff, but that's probably it. But you could continue jiu-jitsu way past college, way,
0: you know, like yeah. 40s, it, 50s, you know. And it helps, it helps our confidence too, because like for me, I knew that like in high school, that was a big uh, blow to my confidence because I wasn't the biggest guy, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I still had a good work ethic. I trained every day, I was always in the weight room, one of the stronger guys on the team. But just physics you know when I when I came up across uh, across from a you know 280 250 pound defensive end or defensive tackle in high school Jeez. and we came at each other full speed like you know right. it didn't matter how much I could bench press at that time like I was gonna I was gonna lose footing to this guy right mm-hmm. um, so it was hard to you know I guess it might have been hard for my coach to kind of have that confidence in me. But it was a good learning lesson, and it kind of gave me that, that uh, I want to say chip on my shoulder, but it, it gave me that motivation to seek something out like jiu-jitsu where, you know, you do start out with weight classes. You know, you, you train in a structured environment, and that kind of goes back to, you know, one of the previous episodes where I talked about how much I enjoy doing mm-hmm. the absolute, the open weight division, which is, you know, you can be the heaviest guy in the, on, the, on the tournament uh, that day or the, the smallest guy. But that's why I enjoy it, I think, because I, I think sometimes it just brings back those memories of how challenging it was to go against somebody who outweighs you by, you know, more than 100 pounds and be able to challenge this guy. I think right, it's a good sure. pat on the back, right?
1: <laughs> so so I think I, I don't even know it myself, but what is your like, who introduced you and thought, hey, let's try Bruce and Jiu Jitsu or how? what was your first like class?
0: Well, I had, um, you know, I had already it like everybody else in 93 when when you the first UFC tournaments came up on pay-per-view <laughs> and then uh it was actually in the um uh, my sophomore year freshman year in high school uh my buddy Steve who he was uh he, he had a driver's license at that time I uh, think so he was a he was a sophomore I was a freshman <laughs> okay, okay. And he had driver's license freshman driving <laughs> yeah okay and he so, uh right. so he get he uh he had a pamphlet from keith hackney's keith hackney i remember the mma you yeah. know yeah. and keith hackney like he's UFC known. one or two yeah whatever. Yeah, 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 he, yeah you know he he had some memorable uh <laughs> right. fights in you in the ufc um if you guys want to look it up keith hackney and you'll see yeah. his highlight yeah. um uh, maybe not the most technical guy at the time uh, <laughs> i think he was more of a brawler but uh but yeah he had a his he had a school that had a uh they had an MMA program which included jujitsu, and he's like, "Hey, we should go to this place." And at that time, it was just too far for me, so he would need to drive to pick me up and then drop me off. Mm-hmm. And we were kids; I mean, there was nobody to really like push us to, like, wow. "Hey, you should really do this, right?" right? But so, but it kind of planted the seed at 14, and I'm like, "Man, I'm like, I could really do this jujitsu. You know, I could really do some." So, of did this. you attend the class or not? No, we didn't. Have, we didn't, didn't go. Yeah, but it okay. just like but he gave me the pamphlet. I kept it. And then, uh, my senior year in high school, uh, one of my other buddies was like, Hey, he's like, Hey man, I've had, you know, we've been doing jujitsu for the past month, uh, maybe a month or two. He's like, you should come check it out. I'm like jujitsu. I'm like, there's no jujitsu out here. And he's like, he's like, no, there is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's in this yoga studio.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm like, Jiu Jitsu in a yoga studio. But I'm like, I guess it kind of made math, sense. right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so he, um he invited me with a, a group of other guys and we did, a we did a jiu-jitsu, we did a jujitsu class and the guy who was teaching the class at that time was a purple belt. Um, and I was, you know, I thought I was, I was tough cause I'd lifted in the weight room and, you know, I had, I'd Shown those way too was bossed, right? Right, um, so I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely stronger than this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably were, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know and I was, yeah. but I'm like, dude, all the strength in the world couldn't stop the three guillotines that followed, <laughs> right? good adventure. So I left That's that so class, funny. I yeah. left that class, and I was, you know, I went home, and my traps were so sore because I was so stiff throughout the whole session. Mm. You know, my shoulders and my traps were so incredibly sore, and I went and told my family what I did. Yeah, Shane and my mom's like. She's like, "That's great. It's great to learn how to defend yourself. You right. keep doing it, right?" And she said that, but maybe she wasn't thinking like, "Yeah, I was gonna do it to the extent I did." So, right. so once I did my first class, I just kept showing up. You know, I came to the. that came the. I skipped the next day. I remember that because I was so sore, but I went the, the day after. Hey man I, w- I felt like i was on a i was on a mission
1: so you signed up you like sign me up yeah no wow, i, I cool. went
0: back and and uh, it was a low-key club right type of deal so like there was no like pressure to sign up mm-hmm. it was just like hey you if you want to keep training come back if you don't that's cool too right uh <laughs> which i'm like oh maybe this guy doesn't like me or something <laughs> because i'd never been used to that right but i, I guess i kind of like kind of fell into why yeah. i started going i'm like you know, prove to myself that I could do it. How many guys were in the class? Oh, it was like five or six. Five dudes. Five or six and I remember, uh, you know, guys would come and go and, uh, you know, but it was like, I think what, what made it, what made me stick with it too was like a, a, a group of five of us and we were all getting, kind of getting together, like, getting good at the same time or getting skilled together at the same time. And the, the word was YouTube, were there YouTube videos with? Oh, no. I mean, there nothing. must have been but I never used it. I mean, like there was some tapes of uh, of certain black belts or like MMA fighters that uh-huh. that would teach like a, you know, a basic arm bar or a basic rear naked choke. And you look back at it and the details were like, you know, really, really. <laughs> so really the
1: purple scary. belt was, was just kind of like hosting the class that you guys were just showing up. Yeah, we were showing up. And he and, was the instructor? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And that was, I mean, at that time, if you were a purple belt in jujitsu, and this is 2006, yeah. right? So if in 2006, if you were a purple belt in jujitsu, <laughs> right, right. like you were a wizard, <laughs> like you know, it's like I remember when we were white belts, and
1: I think someone got a purple belt, and um, me and my son, you know, Cole, were like, "Wow, he got a purple belt! I can't believe it. That's so incredible." Uh, it was just, it was. I mean, and that was mm-hmm. that was just like five years ago, six years ago, right? Um, so yeah, back then I couldn't imagine that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still, I mean, even now, like, for somebody to achieve their purple belt, I mean, that means that you've been training a minimum of five, four, five, six years, depending on depending on your consistency on the mat. So, I mean, that is a huge accomplishment. Like, I'm always really, I see the, I see the look of relief on people, re, look of relief and excitement on people's faces when they achieve that, because it's just, like, all that hard work and effort that you've put up, right. that you've put into it, you know? And like you said, I mean, there's not many activities that people have done for for that long of a time or stay consistent with for such a long of a time. So not a lot of people know what that feels like mm-hmm. right? to achieve that. Um, I mean, I could say maybe it's something along the lines of, you know, being a tenured or long time employee of, of yeah, a company. A company right? Maybe because it's like, yeah, even then, like, I mean, how often do you see co-workers, you know, exit after maybe two years? Right. Right. For sure. So for somebody to be doing, you know, Brazilian jiu jitsu for five years, let's say, and achieve a purple belt, you know, they're like, you know, I think that's a huge, you know, huge weight off their shoulders in a way. Um, do any
1: of the do any of the guys that you trained with like continue, or do they are they all black belts now, or and, what and you know the purple what? Belt? So
0: everybody fell, everybody fell off of the black. So he became, um, he got his black belt eventually. Okay. Um, let's see, one of my other, one of my other training partners actually at one point was a was a training part was a student of ours mm-hmm. uh, matt bernard oh okay. I don't know if you remember him he right, started right, right. yeah oh, he, okay. he started jujitsu we were all white belts together okay and um he, he you know he achieved this blue belt here with us at b1 um and then he moved to california and from my knowledge he's still he's still on the mat okay I think he's got yeah. his own business now right uh, but he you know he he found a good school out there he was training and uh you know, something maybe we can follow up with in the future, but uh, yeah, I can see you know, he had gotten to school and done some other some other things, and uh, but he was very humble, you know, came back onto the mat and said, Hey, and he's like, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to learn. And man, he, I mean, went to, once he really kind of got the ball rolling, I mean, he was a machine, you know, He he's 6'4, over 200 pounds, right, lean, mm-hmm. athletic, but you know, he had a lot of heart too. So, you know, I'm hoping that one day see him, you know, achieve his his black belt but as far as the other the, the the other guys that started at that time um you know people fell off yeah people fall off. because it, was, it wasn't a big group it was maybe five of us right five or six of us uh people fell off
1: i wonder if they see you and be like man if i just stuck with it i could have been a
0: black well i've had some guys i've had some guys that come up and say and like man like like really or like <laughs> right um you know i had a student the other day say you know, he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I ran into this person that they that they knew you, and when I refer to you as Professor Bruce, they're like, wait, you guys, Professor Bruce, like, and what, you know, and like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> explain this professor stuff to right. me, right? And it's like, well, professor is a term that you use to, you know, to refer to your to a black belt on the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mat, and and he's like, well, what do you mean? Like when I knew Bruce, he was just a high school guy, high school kid, you know, doing this and doing that, and it's like, yeah, well, he really, you know buckled down and, you know, pursued this with 100% conviction, you know, and, and uh, was able to achieve X, Y, and B and, um, you know, and I do, you know, I, t- I tell myself that that's one thing I'm very proud of. I mean, through the ups and downs, never took a break from jujitsu. You know, I think the longest break I might've taken throughout, you know, 18 years of, of training is I think I'm at one point I took maybe three weeks off mm-hmm. and that was just to kind of, you know, I wanted to get my mind back on track but two it was to um heal up some just aches and pains yeah know, little aches and pains and um but that felt weird yeah right to, to, being away from the map for three weeks felt weird
1: yeah i, I took two weeks no two months off but i had a i had the hernia but it wasn't from jujitsu <laughs> i had the hernia before like Where a prior. belly button hernia and yeah. i was like doctor's was like might as well Take care of take this. care of it you got insurance take care of it take a break off you do too
0: but that's good because yeah. I mean I think now you're able to train with more confidence yeah knowing that hey yeah. my intestines aren't going to come out of my booty <laughs> button <laughs>
1: yeah that's always a bonus when they're not shooting out of there um yeah but no. cool yeah
0: that's so Joe I know we this uh I-, I wanted to chat with you about it and we ha- we haven't really touched on it too much but I know UFC Released a couple of big fights. Mm-hmm. We have UFC 300 coming around the corner. Right. I know we talked about you know how we we saw UFC one, two, and three back yeah, in, sure. in the nineties. Right. Right. So I mean, three hundred. What's your opinion on this big milestone?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I watched UFC 100, 2009. I only remember it because we 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 drove to California, and it was UFC 100, and it was 2009, and we were driving to California. We stopped off at denver and i'm like i gotta watch the fights guys you know yeah on the way to la so that that was our stop off and i found a buffalo wild wings and watched was it george Brock and
0: right on that card
1: yeah and uh that was awesome and now i were at 300. But what more.
0: like you know with what is your opinion on these cards so i remember ufc 100 right you know i remember i was at a at a, uh, at a friend's house and watching those fights, and it was okay. I mean, I, were, I think it was a solid card. Yep. I remember UFC 200 had so much hype built up behind it. You had Ronda Rousey on the card. You oh, God I like can't remember Aldo. who was on it. Yeah. Um, I want to say you even McGregor maybe is on, was on there. I, 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 he would, he'd be
1: around that time because he was like 196,
0: 206, I think. Yeah, so I think he was on that. Maybe but, he was, yeah. What I'm trying to get – was that the way he fought Jose Aldo? Enough. Oh, my God. I don't think so. But it was there was so much hype built behind these cards. Right. And I remember feeling pretty let down, actually, afterwards. Like, yeah. you know, nothing to take away from the fighters because, I mean, they put in their part. But this kind of goes to, you know, and this is something to look forward to. An idea that I'm, for those of you that maybe will be watching UFC 300, is it maybe because there's so much expectations coming into these, like, big, you know, distinctive numbers 100 200 300 i think there's so. so much hype built up behind it that if yeah. it's like if it's not blowout fights or fights where it's just a slug fast right or maybe a back and forth on the ground with some wrestling submission escapes that it's just like people leave with like ah you know i don't I didn't, you know, I expected more. Yeah,
1: I think it's hard. Sometimes, you know, they stack the cards and it's a great card, but sometimes they do it and it's not really that great fights, you know, and quick knockouts are boring, whatever that makes yeah. a fight bad. But um, but sometimes you'll get a card that you think like it's like a fight night or like a free one, right? And they're yeah. great because the fight just somehow, um, you know, there's just good energy or whatever. Like there was a fight last week, two, two, two ladies, I, forget, yeah. um, I forgot their names, but – man, they were just killing each other. Like, you know, I hate to say, it, but you know, blood bleeding, all this stuff, but- they Well, so two
0: athletes really trying, two gladiators right. essentially, right. right, really trying to go for the gold. And, and that's a good point you bring up, Joe. Sometimes these fight cards, the free cards, uh, where it's, or oh, the fight nights, excuse me, um, where it's like you have people fighting for a roster spot, yeah. right? So it's like, the UFC says, hey, we're gonna give you two fights, you know, this is your opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, give us a reason to sign you up for more, right? So, yeah. I think because of that, people tend to go for the win, tend to make it an exciting fight, versus if you're a top guy like George St. Pierre, you're champion already. You know, I'll take right. anything away from George's skill, but you're essentially fighting not to make a mistake not to get caught not to get submitted so you can hold on to that title because you're already champion like right it's on the other guy to really go for it to really go for the kill and like we know from jujitsu the more the more you move the more aggressive you are the more openings you create which could essentially you know uh, give you the losing end of the fight yeah for sure
1: if they if they do i i'm hoping they don't do like a like middleweight you know, featherweight versus middleweight you know the champions fight because if the belt's not on the line then sometimes it's just like like the last fight with makachev and uh the guy from uh australian guy australian guy he came up and fought him and he got knocked out by the head kick but um it will don't, i don't think it was for the belt i'm not 100 maybe what maybe it was for the belts but i think that when The champions fight, it's not as exciting as when a contender.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes it takes away, you know, when you do that, when one champion comes up and fights the next guy. Like, I can see the positives. Like, okay, the smaller guy beat the bigger guy. But in MMA, things are so, like, it's so competitive. You got professional athletes, Mm -hmm. you know, at the top of their game, you know, challenging each other. And if the smaller guy loses Right. It feels bad, right? You he's, feel bad, but it takes and then it takes away from his legacy in a way. That's he, exactly right. I feel that was even same though way. he has the guts, the courage to step up, right. Now he's got this loss on his record and you got the yeah. critics coming out, oh but he lost to you know It's like a lose lose almost. Almost, yeah. yeah. It's like if yeah. you don't win, right. If you don't win, your record is tainted, your legacy is tainted. If you do win, it's great, but then it's like now you still have that big challenge ahead of you, which I mean, I guess some people might enjoy it. Or you got Conor McGregor. I feel like he just kind of lost his way, and I was like, "Hey, like I, hey, like to be honest with you, I mean, I wanted to see how long can Conor McGregor mm-hmm. keep holding that featherweight title, right?" Yeah, I
1: think the weight is the problem. He just couldn't stay, keep the, stay yeah. down there, or know?
0: stay or go to lightweight and then yeah. challenge. If you needed that extra ten pounds, challenge as many times as possible. You know, do a George St. Pierre style run. Right. Like who can beat me at 155? Mm-hmm. I think that like if you got a double digit winning streak defending the title at your at the weight class that you're supposed to be fighting at
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I think it
0: I think has more cuz that's really hard to do like like becoming champion is yeah. hard but then keeping keeping that championship after you got the next new up and comer Right. Who's had a chance to see all your championship fights up to this point. You don't know. You barely know anything about this guy. You have to game plan for this guy. Be ready for whatever, you know, whatever gets thrown at you. And I think that's that's a true martial arts lifestyle. Yeah. It's like sure. you have to be able to adapt, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I think when when they stay at the same, you know, like a George St. Pierre who stayed at 170. And, and he, he did move up and down a little bit at, at the end of his career. right? Or he moved up, excuse me, not down, towards the end of his career. But what we talk about now is how incredibly dominating he was at welterweight. Mm-hmm. So best ever, right? I think.
1: So yeah, it'll be it'll be a good card, no matter what. Just yeah. a matter of sometimes you're just lucky. you have yeah. the best card in the world, but still.
0: What's your what's big Joe? What's or Coach Joe? What's your opinion of jujitsu? Or or is jujitsu dominating still in the world of mixed martial arts? Is are the are the playing field a little bit more even? Um, to, does a jiu-jitsu black belt still have an upper hand against the other? I think I think
1: grappling is still the best sport to to be dominant in. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd much rather come up like as a grappler than as a striker, a striker, or taekwondo yeah. guy, or karate guy. There are guys, you know, legends like Machida, Wonderboy, Wonder Boy. You know, strikers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's either grappling or wrestling. I think that's a consensus agreed upon. You know. Being able to defend takedowns, being able to take well, a guy who down. Who
0: would you say? Who would you ha- say has a longer lifespan in our, in martial arts or mixed martial arts? Is it the grappler or the striker?
1: God, uh, let me think about it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think, I think both can be uh, have long, just have long, you know, legacies. Um, but I think striking is gonna slow down. You know, if you slow down, your striking kind of will always slow, that,
0: slow yeah. down. You
1: know, the fast twitch muscles and stuff like that. Or just,
0: just the level the level yeah. of impact you're taking. Like, you know, one of my favorite fighters of all time that I had a chance to meet, uh, you know, early on in my jiu-jitsu career was Vanderlei Silva. Wow. You know, when he was in his 30s. Oh, my God. Killer. He looked, yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, he had a lot. I mean, that guy had been has been fighting bare knuckle. Pride fights, which are some of the most you know aggressive <laughs> MMA fights that you can witness, uh, with slamming, soccer kicks, you know stuff that's not even allowed in mm-hmm. in 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 UFC. Um, but I mean, you know, you see him when he was in his 30s, like you could tell there was some miles on his body, right? A Donald Cerrone who's who's been trying to, or up until this point, um, I mean, I think he recently retired. I could be wrong on that one, though, but... I think he's retired now. Yeah. He's retired, yeah, yeah. but, I, I mean, he really... I mean, you could see from his WEC days how mm-hmm. his how quick he was, how right. elusive he was. Awesome quick. grappler, too. Yeah, sure. but I think with the striking, you can kind of see, like, a, the miles on his body were really taking a toll there towards the end, and you can see them. Like he just looked physically tired. Um, yeah, once once a guy gets
1: knocked out a couple times in a fight, you know, it's kind of like that's, you know, yeah. really... you. You can no matter what, no matter you can have a super yeah. super chin. You just it's but you it's see, but you
0: see a grappler, right? Yeah. You see many many grapplers. I mean, a Charles Oliveira, who's been competing in the UFC for many right. many years, right. he's still a contender. Yeah, you know, you sure. have you, there's other black belts. You know, um, you had the you the Diaz brothers. Who, I mean, I think Nate Diaz could probably still take a fight today and, and be competitive. Um, you know, not to forget, wrestlers that have implemented Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and are now Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts are still can still fight yeah. in their 30s, even early 40s. You still have grapplers, but how many strikers no. and feel free to comment down below if you guys can think of, of a few how many strikers can get up into their late 30s, right. early 40s, and still be able to fight at that, at that pro level? Yeah, right. that's that's the limit.
1: That that makes sense. The limiting factor is like how many times you get knocked out. Yeah, because you can get choked out every day. You know what I'm saying? And wake up oh, it sucks. But you, but get knocked out. That's bad for you know so many things for your brain for your yeah just you know, for physical months, well, your well being. You know, yeah, you know your well being. I mean stuff, that's right.
0: that's one thing when it comes to you know people ask me why didn't you pursue MMA? And I'm like I just you know as my goal was that it, it, get my black belt in jujitsu, and then you know, think about MMA. So I was preparing for it. I did I did five years of boxing. I've always been wrestling um, throughout my, my years in jiu-jitsu. But being involved in a combat sport that's so close, closely related to mixed martial arts, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of pro mixed martial artists. And, you know, having a conversation with these guys and seeing them have a hard time holding putting their words together repeating stuff like you could tell that that was not something that they were born with this is something that happened happened, over years and years and years of hard sparring hard training that i'm like you know what i don't want to put myself in that situation and then on top of that at this time these guys that were already you could tell like there was something Mm -hmm. that had happened to them through the training and through the fights and 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 so on and so forth but they still were having a hard time making ends meet. Yeah. And that was even- There's no, like, I, I, I love MMA. I love watching fights,
1: man. It's like my favorite sport, but I would never recommend anyone, like, for a career, like, unless you're like 100%, like, this is it, I'm going 100%. Like, like, this is my You can't passion. do it part-time. Yeah, like, I'm gonna train Jiu-Jitsu part-time. And eventually, maybe, a, no, you gotta, like, commit yeah. to a gym,
0: live that lifestyle, and do invest, it. Uh, invest 100%, because yeah, at the end of the day, maybe yeah. you do, like I'm sure Conor McGregor doesn't regret the sacrifices that he's made to bake it to the level that he made it. But right. if you watch his history, his story, that guy, he poor. he put yeah. everything into it. Yeah. He put everything forward to be able to make it to the level that, that he got to. And you can't do this by being a full-time window salesman, part-time mixed martial artist. Like it has to be a hundred percent. And that's even more challenging because, you know, if MMA isn't paying, Right. you know, how are you supposed to feed yourself the next day yeah you know so it is i mean it's i think the i think that's one thing that i tip my hat out to you know every mma fighter out there is the level of sacrifice the level of uncertainty and even if you
1: make the ufc a lot of guys show that they're not making that much money after all the training expenses and all that stuff it's not cheap, oh yeah absolutely you know? So if you're those you're those, mean, those lower level guys
0: yeah it's like you have guys like in their before their championship days like demetrius johnson it's like he had a work construction you know and it's like you have like think about what other pro level sport are you watching two guys at the highest level in 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 competition and the announcer's talking about how this guy's day job he's a nurse (laughs) you right, know right. Or he's like he's yeah. this and that like the fireman like yeah yeah like props that's right. a, that's excellent that just shows the type of person the type of character this person has
1: yeah
0: but at the same time it's kind of sad because it's, sad, it's like
2: yeah.
0: we're not at the level yet and this is and it's only going up from here we're not at the level yet where where you can commit you can be a pro athlete in MMA and be a pro and, and not have to not have to supplement your your career with a nine to five, essentially, right? Right. So, um, but that just like being positive and kind of leaving everybody today on a positive note, that just goes to show how much, jujitsu and MMA have, how many, how much more, how much room we have to grow. Right. It's true. Right. So I tell you know this is why I tell everybody, and I I preach on this week in and week out, if you're somebody that's in at in all interested. In getting involved with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, get onto the mat. You know, you don't have to do MMA. You don't have to get punched in the head. You don't have to do. You know, but do it for the lifestyle. Do it for yourself. Do it for your health. Do it for your mental sanity. Do it for the social aspect. Do it for the culture. Do it for the community. Do it for what you can pass on to your kids. All right, Joe. Is there anything that you wanted to to fill us on, leave us with today? No, that that was
1: awesome. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that, and then, um,
0: yeah, have a have a good holidays for everyone. Merry Christmas! This is our this is our Christmas special, <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christmas episode right. today. So we got to you know we talked we Excellent. got to we got to talk about a little bit of uh, you know, Coach Joe's uh, gift giving <laughs> 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 secrets secrets. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sure if there's some ladies out there listening, I'm sure you guys can 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 attest to asking your <laughs> husband, your significant other, what they want and having them. <laughs> show up the next day with it <laughs> for themselves, you yeah. know, so it's uh, That's a, good move. Um, you know, I think all our significant other can significant others can kind of, you know, uh, preach about that. But, um, but yeah, guys, I got appreciate you guys listening. If any, if you guys were able to gain anything from today's episode, subscribe, you know, give us some comments, give us some ideas yeah. of anything that you want to listen to on the next episode. Um, also feel free to reach out to our social media, Uh, b1 bjj fitness on instagram and facebook as well as uh, b1 brazilian jiu-jitsu on youtube so we're looking forward to seeing more subscribers on there guys um gives us a motivation to put out more content for you guys um some more knowledge hopefully keep you motivated and keep you on the mats all right so until then merry christmas guys enjoy the rest of your week